Hi, welcome to the Adair and Clough's Curiosity Podcast. I'm Sean Adair. I'm Jeff Clough. And this is episode number one, and today we're talking about black mirrors. Uh, specifically, we're talking about using black mirrors to see things. Um, we're talking about scrying. Yeah, and uh, we should probably tell everyone what scrying is. Assuming you don't know already, uh, maybe you do if you're watching this, uh, but according to Wikipedia, which as we know is the repository of all human knowledge, uh, scrying, also referred to as seeing or peeping, is a practice rooted in divination and fortune-telling. It involves gazing into a medium, uh, hoping to receive significant messages or visions that could offer personal guidance, prophecy, revelation, or inspiration. Uh, full disclosure, I have never in my life heard of scrying. Uh, referred to as peeping. Uh, I think it sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I've never heard like a wizardly friend going, uh, be right with you, I gotta go peeping. It, it's just it's just not a thing I've ever heard. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that, Sean. Uh, no. But, uh, but yeah, uh, crystal balls, uh, looking into bowls of water or wine, uh, even blood. Uh, I think it's book 11 of the Odyssey, which has um, Odysseus digging a pit and pouring blood into it uh, in order to speak to the dead. Uh, lots of different ways to scry, at least according to history and the folks who do it. But we're talking about black mirror scrying. It specifically uses a mirror, uh, one that's colored or painted black, and you gaze at the surface of the mirror in order to see stuff. Spirits, living people, or different places, uh, either in this world or some other place. Uh, even time is a thing, looking into the past or the future. Uh, you can kind of think of Black Mirror as a window, which you can sort of move around and choose what it looks out onto. At least that's the theory anyway. Yeah, I can't think of a better metaphor, so sure. Uh, but yeah, it's been around for a long time. Scrying has been around for a very long time. Uh, you, the earliest reference to it I was able to find easily, uh, it's in the book of Genesis, I think it's chapter 44, and it's, it's sort of, I'm going to say like, it's definitely scrying adjacent, or it heavily implies scrying. Uh, it involves the story of Joseph, who is one of Jacob's 12 sons, and, and if you want to know the story, when you read the book, it's been out for a while, so I'm not spoiling anything for you, <laughs> but still, it's worth reading. You get, uh, Jake, uh, Joseph gets sold into slavery by his brothers because Jacob is uh, loving his son Joseph more than he loved everybody else. So there's like a whole story in there. Uh, but Joseph ends up uh, in the court of the Pharaoh eventually. He ends up being made governor of Egypt mostly because he's able to interpret the pharaoh's dreams, or at least a specific dream, uh, when his other advisors could not. So he gets made kind of like a high mucky muck. Years later, his brothers come to Egypt, essentially looking for assistance, because they're all screwed. And they don't recognize him, but he recognizes them. And so he agrees to give them a bunch of supplies and whatnot, because they ask for assistance. It's a whole big thing. Again, read the book. But 
he also, unbeknownst to them, has his steward hide a silver cup in his youngest brother's bag, kind of framing him for theft, so that when the brothers leave, he has his men ride out to stop them, and they're all like, why would you steal when you were given all this cool stuff? They open the bags, you know, claiming, oh, they didn't steal at all, and then they find the cup in there. And the exact accusation of the steward, of Joseph Steward, is, why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done. So, I mean, that sounds like a scrying cup to me, Sean. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else you divine with a cup. Uh, now, as far as dating this goes, you should bear in mind that tradition says that the book of Genesis was compiled by Moses himself. Uh, and I think dating that is roughly like 1500 to 2000 BC. I think that's that's when uh, he was supposedly around. But we can say, at least textually speaking, it dates to about the year 500-ish BC, or at least the 5th century BC. That's when we know for certain that the book of Genesis was had been compiled. So it's at least it, it, it's at least that old, if not older. So that means that scrying, if we accept that that cup reference is a reference to scrying, uh, scrying has been around for at least 2,500 years. Um, since we're already going in the notion that it's older than 500 BC, which it probably is, so now we go back to pre-Columbia, Mesoamerica, the Maya, the Aztecs, other cultures, uh, had actually used mirrors made of polished obsidian, used like you'd expect a mirror to be used. They were also sometimes incorporated into clothing as a kind of status symbol. But according to the scholars, they were also used for divination. There are even pieces of Mayan art which show people people using mirrors to communicate with spirits or other otherworldly entities. Uh, so this has been a thing for a very long time and shows up cross-culturally, so not just in Mesoamerica, but in other places. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obsidian, one of the one of the primary tools or materials they use to make these mirrors. Obsidian, in case you don't know, is a kind of volcanic glass. It is very hard, relatively easy to work. You can sort of map it like you would flint. So you can break little flakes off and make knives, make arrowheads. And you can also make mirrors, these round mirrors. Uh, pretty easy to find images of these things. If you do a search for, you know, obsidian mirror online, you'll see tons of images. Uh, again, you can make a mirror out of almost anything. But the polished obsidian, it was everywhere. Or obsidian, at least, was everywhere. Uh, and it was a huge part of pre-Columbian Mesoamerican industry and their trade networks and whatnot. The occultist John Dee, uh, he was the court magician for Queen Elizabeth I in England. He supposedly had a black mirror made of Aztec obsidian, which he used for scrying. Now, you've probably heard his name before if you're into magical circles, because John Dee and his buddy, this guy named Edward Kelly, uh, they did a bunch of scrying and claimed to have communicated with angels. Not only communicated with them, but the angels taught Dee and Kelly their language, which they called Enochian. That's where we get that, and it's probably worth an entire episode on its own. On display in the British Museum, I think it's the British Museum, it could be the British Library. I th maybe they're one and the same now. 
And so they got renamed, but uh, on display in one of these places. <laughs> I can't ex- be expected to know everything. Uh, there's an obsidian mirror, which they claim belonged to him. And it, it's somewhat controversial if this is actually his mirror. By that, I mean the British Museum and the British Library says it's his mirror, but some magicians on the Internet say it's not. Uh, I don't care. It's a good story. I, I like the idea that this is that this is John Dee's mirror. The term back then that they used to use is shoestone, spelled S-H-E-W, and that's how it's referenced in his papers and whatnot. Uh, they believe the mirror itself was brought back from Mexico sometime between the year 1527 and 1530. And that Dee and Kelly used it between the years 1583 and 1589. So there is this bit I wanted to read specifically off of the British Library's website, because I think this is uh, interesting and, and cool. Uh, this is a quote. Mirrors were used by Aztec priests to conjure visions and make prophecies. They were connected with Tezcatlipoca. I think I nailed that. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, who's the god of obsidian and sorcery, whose name can be translated from the Nahuatl language as smoking mirror. So that's kind of cool. In this name, you get the god of, of obsidian and sorcery, and you get smoking mirror as the translation of that name, or, or a translation of that name. So it kind of ties everything together, according to the British Library. What do they know? So the mirror came with some, or John D's mirror came with some notes, the, the notes themselves apparently only date back to like the 17th century, though. Or sorry, it's not 17th century, it's 1700s. So about 100 years after John Dee's death. The notes call the mirror the devil's looking glass, and they included the claim that this was the black stone into which Dr. D used to call his spirits. Uh, there's a bunch of really cool articles written about this, like this specific mirror, and its connection to John Dee. We'll have some link for you on the blog post. There's another thing that we can do, though, another way to get yourself a black mirror. And what would that be? You could just use a picture frame, which comes with a piece of glass, and you can have that glass. uh, You can spray it with, with black spray paint on the back and then let it dry, fit it back into the picture frame, and if you've done it right, it should be on the other side, a smooth, uh, completely black surface. Adrian Clough, the Clough part, went and made uh, mirrors uh, in this fashion. Um, and he actually has it posted, so you can look step by step, and it will tell you exactly how to do this process. And uh, yeah, they both came out really well. Uh, he did two. I have one, he has the other. Um, yep, the the, the, uh, the spray paint was applied perfectly fine, and yep, the surface looks great. So uh, check out that post if you want to see how it's done. Um, and again, he'll uh, that post will show you step-by-step step how that's done. So if you're interested, check it out. Along with black mirrors being used uh, in a magic sense, they've also... Uh, been used in uh, the realm of psychology. So Giovanni Caputo, 
uh, is a doctor of psychology who works at the University of Urbino in Italy, and um, he's done a lot of work with mirror gazing, uh, also with altered states of consciousness. Um, I guess you can find a bunch of his papers online. Some of them uh, aren't even paywalled, which is great, so uh, that's good. And uh, he did a study where he had people sit in a specifically prepared room with a black mirror, and the participants in the study, uh, they claimed they were actually seeing dead people. Uh, in the study, they uh, sat in a dark room, um, and there was only a very small amount of light, um, such as a candle or something like that, and uh, they sat uh, in a comfortable chair, and uh, there was a large black mirror, uh, which they hung up, and, and it was facing the chair, and it was tilted at a 45-degree angle. Uh, the idea was that the uh, participants, um, they would sit in the chair, look in the mirror, and uh, they wouldn't see any reflection of themselves because of the angle. Uh, when the participants were left alone in the room, uh, it was around 45 minutes to an hour for a session, um, but while they were sitting there, the participants, strangely enough, reported deceased family members and loved ones in the room with them, uh, which is kind of spooky and weird. Uh, some of them had full tactile senses or experiences where they were actually uh, feeling, I guess, these entities or whatever, touching their shoulders, they heard voices, they saw them. Fully half the participants claimed they had uh, a result. It's completely wild that any doctor of psychology will perform this kind of study today in modern times. So that, that's kind of cool that he did that, because um, usually uh, these two realms do not go together with magic and uh, or psychology. Normally they just clash, but when I'm working magic, I can always find a psychological angle to go with it. And I, I guess, in fact, if you look back on the history of psychology and psychoanalysis, um, Carl Jung comes to mind. Um, he was uh, both a mix of psychologist and wizard. He left a big impression, and uh, that's uh, an episode we could do at a later date, especially if anybody's interested in learning more about him and such. Um, I guess uh, another one was uh, William Reich. Um, he's not as well known as Young, but uh, he he also uh, did this kind of wizard and psychological pairing as well. Uh, he came up with something called the Orgone Box. Yeah, um, Orgone is he he's the one who kind of came up with that whole idea in the first place. He had this this notion that there was a universal esoteric life force and that it was this, this substance called orgone. And he created these uh, boxes. I think he called them orgone concentrators. They looked kind of like a phone booth without any phone in them. <laughs> and you just, you sat down, there was some kind of a layering of different materials. Like there was wood and then there was metal. And then like there was like something else and sort of reflect the orgone back into um, really wild stuff. Yeah, it's, you don't get a lot of weirdness out of psychology today, so the fact that Dr. Caputo uh, was doing full-blown necromancy is kind of kind of awesome, uh, in my opinion. 
science has some bad things. Well, not some bad things. Some less than encouraging things to say about all of this stuff. Neuroscientists think they have an explanation for the phenomenon of seeing shapes and images in a black mirror. And currently that explanation is basically the human brain has this tendency to impose meaning on nebulous perceptions. So our brain is constantly working to make sense out of the world around us. And the only inputs it has uh, for that are what come in through our actual sense organs. So our vision, our hearing, you know, et cetera. The input we get from these sentences is, is often incomplete. We don't have the full picture. And some of it you know, doesn't really automatically make sense to us. So our brain tries to fill in the missing pieces and it tries to do it both very, very quickly and in a way so that things make sense. So we wanna make sense of the world. Our brain also wants to do this fast just in case our life happens to depend on it because again, in this view, everything kind of has an evolutionary purpose. And so the best way I can I can think of it, the best story from my life I can think of to, to illustrate this is when I was a little kid, we lived in an apartment and we had this really hideous wood paneling, uh, fake wood paneling in our back in many places. And we kind of came up to about, you know, I guess it's chest high on me right now, but you know, maybe like maybe like you know, four or five feet off the, the floor. And it had all this fake grain and, and like knots and stuff like that sort of all pressed into the, the plastic, whatever it was that it was made of. And so I'd be sitting there on the toilet doing my business and I'd just be staring at this wood paneling and I'd see faces. You know, that one of the faces actually was, uh, it looked like a dog with the ears and the, the muzzle and everything, you know, or maybe a wolf, but it only had one eye. It was like a cyclops with an eye like right in the middle of its forehead. And you could see other faces too. That's kind of the most common thing I guess people see is they, they notice faces more than anything else. It's not really there. The people in the factory weren't drawing little faces of one-eyed dogs. But it's because our brain is looking at these essentially random patterns and it's putting them together. So if you look at your, uh, uh, you know, some wood paneling or you look at the carpet or whatever – you know, you're going to see maybe faces in there, maybe some other object. Same thing happens with clouds. When you're looking up at the clouds, you might see a fire truck or you might see someone jogging or whatever. And according to the neuroscientists, that's just your brain trying to make sense of visual stimuli that's essentially random. So when you're staring at a black mirror in dim light, it's very quiet all around you. Your brain is basically starved for stimulus. So it starts building up these images and pictures and patterns from what little information is there. What is the word for this, Sean? The magic word of the day, our vocabulary quiz will be at the end of the season if we have seasons. Uh, it looks like pareidolia. Close enough. Okay. Now, I, I think it's pronounced pareidolia, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks I like would, to me. I would also say that the the black mirror, if your brain is starved for like any information whatsoever, I would say the black mirror almost gives nothing. So I would, I, that's interesting to me, and maybe it shouldn't be brushed off by 
uh, people just looking at this from uh, purely materialistic. Um, I mean, if if you're seeing images and they're popping up, what what exactly is your brain clinging on to to create these images? You know. So. Yeah, there's there's really nothing there. If you if you did your mirror right, and in the blog post when we talk about how to make a black mirror, I, I, I caution. If there are any little imperfections in that mirror, in the paint surface, your eyes are going to go to them. You know, your eyes are going to go. You're going to see that streak, or you're going to see that fingerprint, or something. But if you've done even a halfway decent job of minimizing that, there is nothing there. Right. Like I don't know what you, I don't know what little things you could have you could be having for hooks, what your brain could be using for hooks when there's literally nothing there in front of you. Yep. Um, I think until you've done this yourself, it's hard to imagine that kind of blackness, that kind of darkness until you've seen it yourself. I don't know that it's absolute darkness. Uh, and I've certainly seen those videos with that that special paint that they have. That's like the blackest paint you can get. But um, it's a, it, it's almost a spooky darkness. At least it has been a couple of times. It's just, wow, there's literally nothing there. Um, so you're, you're thinking like, it sounds like you have some doubts about this as being the only explanation or something that explains all of it. Yeah, I, I think so. An argument comes out, though, how much of your unconscious is being pulled on. Like, do you, I don't want to spoil our, our, cause we've done experiments on this. We're going to be talking about in a bit. I don't want to spoil that, but do you think that the unconscious mind or things that you might be thinking about, do you, do you think the brain might be borrowing from that when you're staring at the, it's quite surface? possible if you have nothing, if you have nothing that your brain can hook onto, then yeah, it might use, um, things that you've already thought of and, and stuff like that. Uh, that's one explanation. Uh, it depends on uh, where you're coming at it from. You know, if this is part of your belief system, then um, you might tend to think it's something else, you know, like a, a true supernatural realm. And who's to say it's not? I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Um Pareidolia actually is part of a larger phenomenon, or it's considered a subset. This is where we have a little bit of a of a competition between neuroscientists and psychologists. I think, anyway. I don't want to I don't want to put words in their mouths or, you know, claim they have beef where they don't. Uh, Psychology, you know, neuroscientists tend to think of themselves purely. Neurophysicists tend to think of themselves more as hard science oriented, like in psychiatry to an extent, because they've got the drugs. Whereas psychologists and psychoanalysts are tend to look at, be looked at more as like a soft science approach to things. It's less evidence-based. Come to that argument wherever you want to come to it. Uh, the point is, is you see something talked about in psychology a little bit more, and that's this overarching phenomenon called apophenia. And pareidolia, which again is that whole seeing seeing patterns or seeing faces and whatnot in random visual stimulus. Apophenia is just the general tendency of human beings to perceive meaningful connections between things or events which are unrelated. We find patterns. And when I say unrelated, I mean things that don't have an obvious relationship to each other. We could, we could talk about how everything gets connected to one way or another. We're not talking about that. We're just saying, hey, let's just assume these two events are completely separate. 
but our our brains find some connection between between them or some meaning between them when there really isn't any. The example here, the go-to example here you can find is gambling. If you're playing a slot machine, we can do the math. As long as the as long as the slot machine's mechanics are known, we can do the math out to figure out all the probabilities of winning all the various prizes. But sometimes you're playing slots, you might win two, three, five games in a row, and you're thinking you're on a hot streak, or the machine itself is hot. And what that means in practice is you think the next time you put in your dollar and you pull that lever, you have a better chance of winning than you would under normal circumstances. And that's, according to mathematics, you're not. According to to, to mathematical uh, probability theory and whatnot, you're no more likely to win on that next poll just because you won a couple of polls in a row before. Or are you less likely? It's all the same thing. Um, we can talk about coin tosses and whatnot. It starts to get, again, if you're a geek and a nerd like me, it gets a little bit more interesting, but uh, most people probably be bored out of their mind. Let's just say that anytime you flip a coin, you always have a 50-50 shot. It doesn't matter if you flipped, you know, two heads in a row or two tails in a row the next coin you toss is going to have the same chance at heads or tails. Simple. You get um, basketball. There's a thing called the hot hand fallacy. And you have sports fans that, that believe this so much. Like you'll never, no amount of mathematics is ever going to make people <laughs> believe something else. But the idea is that if a player makes a couple, three successful shots in quick succession in, in a game, if all else is equal, you know, they're not playing against a wildly outclassed team, what have you, all else being equal, they don't actually have any better chance at making the next basket just because they made three in a row. And in baseball, you've got the idea of people being, like hitters being due for a hit. Or if they've been in a slump for a while and they haven't been doing good, people, you know, a guy will come up to the plate and fans will say, oh, this guy's due for a hit. Statistically, mathematically, there's no such thing. He's going to hit or he's not going to hit. And, you know, over time, he'll, he'll get his normal batting average out of things. So that's, that, that's where apophenia can, can kind of come in. Apparently, pareidolia is a, is a subspecies of that. Um, I can see that they're related. But well, there you go. So I think, do you think we satisfy the materialists on this? <laughs> I get yeah sure I guess I'm a, um, I'm a bearded wizard on the internet so you know I mean again I that that alone should tell you what I think about materialism <laughs> but but I at least know some stuff and, I'm, and we're, we're trying to be good here sure so see as as far as um, the phenomena these two phenomena whatever um, the 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 thing that gets me or where I felt like maybe you can, um, maybe the odds could be more in your favor uh, with either basketball. Uh, in my particular case, it's a die. Like I use, I do uh, like uh, uh, tabletop RPGs, that kind of stuff or whatever. And when you're rolling the dice or whatever, and if you get a familiar one, um, you almost feel like you know it so well, you can roll it, and um, and if you roll the particular way, it might come up a higher number than than what would normally statistically account for. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe when people think that 
um, they take that into account. Like a basketball player who's, you know, held a basketball like for years and years and years, almost probably his entire life or whatever. And he's he's just he has that um, yeah tactile feel, and he knows that ball so well, you know, and like how much force he has to use or whatever. Um, I feel that could tip things a little more um, in, you know, to that guy making the shot or that role coming up maybe a little bit higher. So that's that's just me. That's that's how I feel about that anyways. But uh, usually, yeah, usually it's um, it's the way that it was explained where it's it's just percentage based and, you know. Yeah, you make an interesting point where I kind of wonder, I mean, yeah, you've got all those basic mechanics a person's learned because they've probably been out on the court since they were a kid or whatever. Or like in our case, we've been playing role-playing games like D&D for years. And so, you know, you know, maybe we're subconsciously knowing how to hold the die to get to a certain thing. But there's this, I think there's this concept called flow when it comes to exercising certain skills where, you know, you'll get people in sports or whatever that they'll almost go like in the middle of a game or in the middle of, of performing a move, like in, in golf, for instance, when they're in the middle of a putt or something like that. Or they're about to drive the ball. They, it's almost like their mind goes away, and then the action just happens. Oh yeah, like flow state. Yeah, is that what? Yeah, flow state. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if you if you've gotten two or three of these baskets in a row, um, you end up. Does that encourage you to get into this flow state? Maybe. It's maybe that's why that's what the fans are pulling on when they you know, say these things or whatever. There is a percentage chance, but they feel like, um, you know, this guy, whoever it is, um, they just really, you know, they're just taking into account those things that maybe um, a straight percentage just can't account for. So all that said, and in the interest of satisfying our curiosity and exploring kind of different ways of thinking and doing things. We made some black mirrors, as Sean said, and we used them. And we saw things. Did several experiments and several attempts at each experiment. And uh, Sean, why don't you why don't you tell them about experiment number one? You can tell them your experience and then I'll I'll weigh in with mine. Alright, so this was a simple one. The only parameters were just take 10 minutes, um, go into a dark room with with some light, uh, either a candle behind the, uh, the black mirror or not, um, and just see what you see for 10 minutes. And uh, you stare at it like uh, you're looking through a pane glass window in the middle of the night. So it's hard to see anything out there, but you're going to try your, your damnedest. And uh, so you kind of look through this pane of glass and you're looking for objects on the other side, basically. And so I did that for about 10 minutes. Um, all right, so what I got after about 10 minutes, uh, the alarm went off or whatever, and I recorded what I saw. So basically what I saw were just fragmented images. Do they mean anything? I don't know. But... Um, 
it's it was kind of unclear as to to what it was I was actually looking at. Um, sometimes I thought it was the hand, maybe the face or whatever, and that was that was interesting to tell you the truth. And this is where I I was like, I don't know if ten minutes is enough, but I I think I end up doing ten minutes for the next one as well. But uh, that was my experience for the the first uh, test in. How did it go for you? Yeah, uh, sat in a room with my computer monitor dimmed down to the lowest setting. I think that was the only light that I had. I had the, the blinds closed. And I just sort of held this thing. I had a timer set for 10 minutes and didn't really see a lot of stuff. One thing I'll say is sort of pretty close to like right away, the mirror stopped being just kind of pure black and it became like a dark gray, like uh, pencil lead that had been scribbled on on a piece of white paper. Uh, and it, it sort of almost looked like maybe it was textured like storm clouds or, or smoke. Uh, didn't really seem to do a whole lot of movement. So like slower moving clouds might be the, the way to go. But it was almost this uniform, very dark, dark gray, like, like pencil lead color. And I just saw a couple of... of quick flashing images didn't really seem to be too vivid. Uh, I, I think there was um, maybe a hand that I saw like doing this, like maybe a wave, like maybe not a wave, maybe, just, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't beckoning. It wasn't really doing anything that I could see. It was more like the hand just moved maybe okay. a little bit of a, of, a, of a shadow with an arm. And that was it. Uh, not a lot going on. This first attempt, you know, again, I've 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 done a little bit of, of scrying before, used a black mirror once or twice before. The, the, I got much the same result before this, so still very early in the process. I don't know if you've ever used a black mirror before, Shannon. No, it, um, it's sort of yeah. These um, these tasks um, were basically my first shot at doing this, and. I liked it quite a bit, and um, I would pr- I'll probably do more in the future. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about let's see, experiment number two is where I started getting something interesting. What uh, do you want to talk about that? All right. Um, yeah, it it fell under the same parameters of ten minutes, dark room, um, just a little bit of light uh, to see by. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I did have some distractions. The first was just restlessness. I, I perhaps, uh, my mind was on other things. So, you know, I stare at, I'm staring at the mirror, um, you know, trying to adjust to it, get, get into that mindset or whatever. Um, then I'm getting texts and phone calls and I'm like, okay, enough's enough. Uh, I have to go deal with this. Uh, so for that particular experience, um, it still fell within 10 minutes, and I got the distractions more towards the end of that 10 minutes or whatever, so it didn't uh, mar it too much, but um, not not so much. Not even fragments, really, or anything. Um, just yeah. uh, the, the, the black surface, um, sometimes... Uh, 
maybe some cloudiness you can see or whatever and yeah that was that was about it so yeah and i i kind of want to throw something out there because one of the one of the things we sort of tried to touch on a little, a little bit ago was that idea of well maybe you're subconscious because you have nothing I mean, you, you pointed out when you're looking at this mirror you're not seeing anything it's not like there's dots on the mirror and your in your brain can just connect those dots easily and right there is nothing on this mirror um and so I raised the question, kind of devil's advocating here. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's your subconscious. Maybe it's something that's on your mind that is being projected. I got to say, if I am distracted, this happened several times where my, my brain was somewhere else. I was, my body might have been sitting in that chair. I might have been starting my meditation. And I might have been, you know, looking at that mirror. But my brain was on what I had to do in an hour. Or my brain was on, the, you know, a trip that we were going to take. My brain was somewhere else. Um, that wasn't getting projected onto the mirror. I wasn't seeing pictures of the car trip or pictures of my lunch or pictures of the grocery store that I had to go to and buy food. I was seeing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, so it seemed, it seemed like at least, again, we can talk about the powers of the unconscious, but it seemed at least that um, thinking about other stuff I wasn't seeing that reflected in the mirror. I was seeing nothing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, people can take that for what, you know as, as they want, but to me, that sort of at least raises a question about how much are you projecting? Yeah, you know, of your thoughts in the mirror. How much are you really doing there? Sure. If the idea of well, you've got something on your mind, if that prevents you from seeing stuff. Then it, I, I think that's, you know, at least something approaching an argument against that being what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not a neurophysicist. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, but where I started seeing success was when we changed up the procedure because we had this idea we were going to start real simple, super simple, just hold the damn thing and stare at it, and then we added to it. Um, so do you want to take the people through? what we added in that next phase and where you what you kind of got for an experience sure um yeah let me flip to the page um, so yeah if you're wondering we we actually took extensive notes i mean not necessarily while this was happening but at least for me right after i got done with the session i was firing up a document in my computer and writing stuff down yep uh okay so um all my sessions are recorded and uh, with times and dates and stuff like that, just uh, uh, for my own personal reference and stuff like that. And uh, this was the third Black Mirror attempt. And what changed on this one was intention. We gave the uh, Black Mirror an assignment. I said, uh, show me heaven. With the third attempt... Uh, and the attention, and I wanted to, to see heaven. Um, not only that, but um, I decided uh, to try and call upon, um, lack of a better term, your higher powers, that kind of stuff. Um, so I asked my spirit guides if they would create a safe space for uh, the scrying and if they would help me um, kind of uh, get through the murkiness of the, the black mirror and show me the image that I, that I wanted. And um, I don't know how 
the listeners here about spirit guides or guardian angels or whatever, but um, it, 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 for me, it's, it's like a safety blanket. You know, it's, um, it's bringing in... So if you're dealing with spirits, um, why can't you have your own personal spirits that are here to help you and uh, guide you through this life? Especially if you're trying to reach out to them or whatever. Um, because if you're not, they don't really have a voice, and they probably do their best. But in this particular uh, time, I, I, I wanted them included, and so uh, I gave them a task of creating a safe space and, and basically making sure the riffraff doesn't get through, and to show me uh, or basically help me to, to see what heaven would look like using the black mirror scrying and um so i did it and uh, i was closing in on the 10 minute mark and that actually became a distraction for me and i said okay well forget this let's just uh not have a time limit because it's taken me too long or it's this is in the back of my mind, the the, uh, the timer and when it's going to go off and how much time I have to actually figure this mirror out. And so I finally just said, okay, forget it. I need, I need more time. So the timer went off and I just took my time and I just continually reminded myself um, and the guides, show me heaven, show me heaven. And uh, so time passed. Uh, let me see. I don't have a... I don't have a stop time for this one. Oops, a daisy. Um, so, but it did go I for a while. I would say half an hour, forty minutes, is is what I went. Yeah, I think you came in. I think you came in and talked to me right after. Yeah, basically. And I, 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 was... I think I you had a start time there, and I <clears> think <throat> I did the math and realized it had been about half an hour. Okay. It was right around that half an hour mark. That's that's my memory, so you know, take that for what you want. Uh, yeah, I brought it in because I, with no like, I didn't. Um, so I I stayed in the mirror. I didn't have the the time limit, and I didn't have like any. Um, I didn't have any back thoughts. I didn't have anything that I was hooking on to, or if if there are subconscious thoughts, I certainly didn't know they were there uh i just cleared my mind breathed sometimes closed my eyes take uh, a couple deep breaths and just try to relax like nothing uh accept your intention for this one it, uh in, in particular if you're looking for heaven this this is your intention and uh the first thing uh that was revealed to me on on this um on the black mirror surface was just in the corner it looked like kind of rippling water had appeared, like you would see at night, and it was actually kind of moving. I was like, oh, that's really kind of interesting. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? And then the the next thing I see after a little while longer, as I'm kind of still relaxing and trying to 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 acclimate to this, this mirror, um, I see an image of a single white tower, and it was made of stone, and it had, I believe, uh, a, a top like a turret, uh, which, uh, it, if you don't know, it's like what 
people at the, the top might hide behind and like fire through the spaces at people below or whatever. And I had a single window and it was all like a white brick, a little bit, a little bit uh, time worn. And that was kind of interesting to me. And I'm like, really? Okay. Um, and then a little while um, goes, or a little bit more time goes by. My the, sur the surface of my desk, in which the the black mirror is on, is black. And also with the black mirror. And at one point, it actually looked like the glass had disappeared. And I was just looking through the like if the glass were not black, but was actually clear. And it almost looked like I was looking through it at the surface of my desk. And that was kind of interesting. So really, the the frame really stuck out. And then the third image I got, these images, they, they, they didn't stay very long, but enough for me to really make them out or whatever. And the third image was that of a, a, uh, a statue of a woman. And she had a crown uh, across her forehead, not on top. And it had just like triangles where... Uh, where a crown might have triangles or whatever, um, and I had it across the band, and she had a hood up, and I instantly, I, I thought that this was a statue of maybe, like, Mary, or something like that, Virgin Mary, except now she's, she's kind of, uh, adorned into, like, uh, royalty, I guess, because, um, you know, if you're, if, uh, if she is in heaven and, you know, she is the mother of, of Jesus or whatever, then, yeah, she she has a place in that, that royal family, basically. Yeah, she actually, um, according to the doctrine of of um, the Assumption, uh, Mary gets brought bodily into heaven uh, when she's about to die. And she is literally coronated as the queen of heaven. So there so, you go. So that was very interesting. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that, but uh, I assumed that was something that that was that was going to happen, which is kind of cool. Uh, or, or I don't know if the statue was of, of Mary or whatever. That's kind of what I thought. And it was a tan stone, like if it was uh, carved from maybe sandstone or whatever. And that oh, was kind of okay. cool. Then the next thing I saw, I saw three more things after this. And basically, the surface of the uh, the mirror kind of looked like it had stars on it um, or just like um, almost energy. It was really interesting. And then I saw afterwards an image of, it's very hard to describe. It's like, uh, like you said, I, I talked to you about it. You said it looked kind of like, or when I described it, it said, oh, it sounds like a God's eye, which is, um, do you want to describe Yeah, um, what, what, you, what you showed me, um, was an, an eye with these four large flames coming off, sort of each of the compass points, so directly up, down, and to the left, and to the right, with, with smaller bits out of it. And uh, the, sort of the first thing that came to mind is, and we'll try in the video to show a picture of it, we, we'll, we'll definitely have a, a picture on the, the blog post, but in school, because I went to a, um, a religious nursery school, and they, uh, they had as a craft project where you take these two popsicle sticks and you glue them together like a cross. And then you take multiple colors of yarn and you go around and you create these, these diamond shapes kind of going out from the center um, to the, uh, you know, not all the way out to the edges. 
and then you put a loop of yarn on it and you have yourself a Christmas ornament or you have something you can hang up in your room. Uh, according to some traditions, these are actually uh, strongly protective objects. So you could think of them almost like an amulet or a talisman or what have you that when you, when you, when you hang it up, you put it in a room or whatever, you're sort of uh, getting a protection uh, you know, to that room because God yeah. is watching. Um, so um, I swear I have made something like this when I was younger as well, and definitely something that uh, school would have been involved in, for sure. Um, I feel like I have made that before. And so uh, the four points, or basically this, this image was almost like crackling lightning, uh, or it was crackling lightning, and in the center there was this opening. And um, so that that's I, I guess that would be representative of if you had this if you made this crafts project that the center might be you know I might consider that the god's eye and then the last one is I actually did see uh, an eye with lid um, and it was bathed in a, a kind of this this gold yellow light and yeah it was just a single eye. And it was just staring, and then it went away. And I, I, I didn't know what to really make of any of this, so I brought it to your attention and thought if, you know, uh, if there was something significant about this, maybe it's, uh, you could uh, help me interpret it or whatever. And whether, whether it means anything or not, I thought it was a very interesting uh, experience, uh, for sure. Yeah, the, the only question I have, I mean... Well, it's the only question I have, but the one that's the most, uh, the one that sticks out to me the most is how would you rate the quality of the images you were seeing this time? So, but I, by that I mean a lot of what we've been talking about, a lot of the images that I saw and some that you, you saw in, in previous experiments were very fuzzy, very vague. Uh, for me, it was like different shades of gray that weren't much lighter or darker than the gray I was already seeing. You know what I mean? Was it like that, or was it, or was it further on the spectrum to like it's almost like so, a photograph you're seeing? So either I intuitively knew what what the colors and and textures of, uh, especially the tower and the water and uh, the statue, e- either just I knew it, um, or I I f- since it was it's been a little while, um, but I feel like I remember seeing it. So you could say, oh, you either intuitively knew it and you didn't see it. Maybe what you saw was uh, a black and white image or whatever. But I feel like I did see it. And um, okay. not not for too long. Uh, but it beca- yeah, because I, I kept asking the question. And the really cool thing is I didn't I wasn't thinking about anything. And these things popped up, and that was that was really an amazing experience. So I and just so I I don't know where these images come from. Is this subconscious thing? I have no idea. I I did specifically yeah. ask Raven, and maybe I saw fragments of it. So who knows? Yeah, that's uh, cool. Um, my own. So I need to back up a little um, because I did an experiment. So we both did the Show Me Heaven. That was a thing that we we decided. Uh, I think you called it in terms. Of, yeah, yeah. I put you on the spot. I'm like, all right, 
you want to see something specific, you name the thing, I'll go divine on it, you know, we'll go scry on it, you go scry on it, and you pick heaven. But before that, we, we sort of took the basic procedure for a test drive, and we'll have this procedure up. Uh, we'll have a list on, if you go to the blog post for this uh, podcast episode, you will see uh, that we have not just, you know, this episode and show notes, but we do have the the actual procedures. So if you have a black mirror or you want to buy one or you want to follow the blog post instructions that we have for you to make one uh, and try this yourself, you can do what we did. But the first real procedure. So, again, we, we started with just taking the mirror into a dark room, sitting in a chair, holding it and staring at it. Then we sort of kicked it up a notch and we we took the mirror in. I set it down on my altar. You have a table in your room. I have an altar. Very dim light. I think I had a candle at this point. I don't remember. Um, but it was no, it was my computer monitor. I was still doing the computer monitor. We just turned the brightness down until you could just barely see it uh, with the blinds closed and whatnot. But you sit comfortably and I set my timer for 15 minutes because I did a little bit of a meditation ahead of time. Uh, just to try to get my mind to settle down so I can have a little bit more of a chance of success. Because like I said, my mind was on something else. I'm not seeing anything in it. So I closed my eyes, relaxed, and meditated for a couple of minutes. And then, yeah, I set the intention that I wanted to see insights and information that I could receive and use for my highest good. That was the phrase that I kept in my mind. Um, I didn't want to see bad stuff. I don't want to see, you know, the apocalypse or anything. Right, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want I to. Mean, you really those. want to see those things? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to yeah. see zombies. I just want to see like something that's gonna, that's yeah. gonna be fine. I was like, oh, no, Sferatu. But I set this intention that I was gonna see insights and information, which I w- I could receive and use for my highest good. And then I did what you said. You know, I called in my spirit helpers. Usually I use the term spirit helper. Sometimes I'll use spirit guides. Sometimes I'll use spirit team. Uh, for me personally, I think the term helpers kind of conveys more of what I got, uh, you know, what I feel like that relationship is. Again, we're weirdos. So, like, I'm all in on the magic stuff. I think Sean's a little bit more balanced in his approach to things. I don't want to speak for you. Does yeah, that sound I'm just, right? I'm, I'm just kind of scratching the surface. And I... Yeah. Whether whether it is coming from a real supernatural realm or not, I don't care. It's I believe there's something to get out of this by doing yeah. these these rituals. So yeah, so I, I, I brought in the spirits and I asked them to uh, I think the words I used, yeah, I got it written here. So this will be on the blog. I call upon my guides and I ask for closer contact, wisdom and protection call upon my guides and ask that you use this mirror to show me that which I need to see for the purpose of fulfilling my highest good. And then I, I said, I call upon my guides to make sacred this space and to guard it against any hostile or unhelpful forces. Seriously, you can use whatever words you want. You can use no words. That's just what I, what I threw together. And once I felt relaxed, I looked past my reflection, just as Sean explained. So you picture like it's a dark, you know, it's it's a you know a dark night outside. You got a light on in the house. You're looking past your reflection, and I just stared until the alarm went off. Yeah, for these first this first attempt or two, I did do the timer, but um, for the last attempt, I did follow Sean's advice and I turned my timer off, under the theory that that was distracting me. 
So yeah, um, I did this at like just before 7 a.m. because I'm an early riser. Uh, blinds are all closed. I have my computer monitor just down to the minimum and 15 minute timer. And right away, I got that. It went from black to that that dark gray smoke or, okay. or storm cloud. That that pencil lead. That was that was the most constant thing. There was one session that I didn't get that very much. I'll talk about that later. But that was the one constant thing, and that was the most surprising thing to me, is because this is a black mirror, and you know, I mean, it's in it's in a black room or not a black room, but it's in a dark room, and so I expect to see black. And it said I was getting this, this gray sort of storm cloud thing, and it was only happening in the mirror. I had other dark surfaces around. I have a I have a dark gray uh, cloth on my altar. And there were a couple of other things around that are that are black or very close to black. The mirror surface was the only thing that did this that was in my field of view. And I actually looked at a couple of things. So that that was curious. That was like the first huh sort of moment that I had. Uh, definitely wasn't the texture or color that it had been when I had been looking at it before I had closed my eyes. And there was a definite movement there. But yeah, dense storm clouds. Some people talk about like their their scrying device filling with smoke. I wouldn't argue the point, but to me, it looked more like dense clouds and moving very slowly against the sky. So the first thing, uh, this session was probably my most successful session, to be perfectly honest. Everything else after this seems kind of anticlimactic, so uh, whatever. Uh, the first thing, I swear <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> the first thing I saw was a UFO. <laughs> it was one of those, it was like the comic comic book style flying saucer with a little dome. I couldn't see anybody and it was all metal, but it was this UFO just hovering there and it was over this line of trees. And I'm like, what is this? And then it dawns on me that this is, it, it was close, but it wasn't identical. It was like that poster in agent Mulder's office in the X-Files with the, oh, okay. I want to believe yeah. With what I want, I want to believe written across it. And I just laugh. Like, I, I was, it's so dumb. You know, I mean, it's so stupid a thing to see. Um, it was, it was pretty clear. I mean, it didn't seem, you know, the tree line was very, was very clear. The UFO shape was very clear. Um, I don't want to say it approached a photo, maybe a grainy photo, a dark grainy photo. Yeah. But it, um, it, it certainly wasn't a vague image. It wasn't like the hand that I kind of saw doing something, you know? So yeah, it was a UFO, whatever. I was not thinking, at least not that I'm aware of, I wasn't thinking about UFOs. I wasn't thinking about the X-Files. I mean, the fact that we're doing weird stuff uh, in the dark, maybe the X-Files were back there somewhere in my filing cabinet. I don't know. But for this to kind of be, the first thing I saw in this this next level up elaborate ritual was something else. Uh, but whatever, it is what it is. Uh, maybe my if this is my unconscious, my unconscious is as much of a smart ass as I am. Uh, so the image changed after I laughed. The image changed. And this is the clearest image I saw in any of these. Um, it was a set of dial calipers. Now. If, if you don't know what dial calipers are, I get it. Um, not a lot of people do. Um, but picture of like a ruler looking thing with a big dial on it that has a hand that tells you what the measurement is and two jaws that you can open one up 
and slide it around so you can measure you know how wide something is or how long something is by clamping onto it with the jaws do a search online to find them they're really common you see them in machine shops uh, machinists use them they're very precise measuring tools uh, not as precise as you can get i'm familiar with them i haven't used them in years i i think i last thought about them six months ago eight months ago and uh yeah not not something that's that's a regular part of my life yeah. uh, but they were yeah they were they were against one side of the frame so i believe it was on the left hand side of the frame and they're the bottom of the caliper so where the jaws and the dial were were at the bottom of the frame and the jaws were facing you know toward the middle of the frame so they were pointing to the right and the jaws kept opening open and close open and close a little bit like it was measuring something and i couldn't tell you if there, what the number was on the dial i just knew that the dial was there and i saw the needle moving didn't register what it was but this was like a photo this was this was very very close to photorealistic you know i saw the shine on the metal i saw the the white or the off white of the dial uh it was really um really vivid not so vivid that i could see the numbers and the little you know the little gradation marks on it didn't see those but i did see like these were dial calipers and it was much clearer than anything i had seen before and most of the things i saw since mm-hmm. so yeah again with the subconscious you know talking about these things maybe somewhere in my rolodex I, I'm, I'm thinking about dial calipers and i don't know or something but i i spent like you know it was, it was probably the next day uh I actually did look around my altar and look around at stuff that was in my visual range to see what could have possibly reminded me that they even exist. You know, what 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 could have possibly gone through my head here to, to bring dial calipers up? And I got nothing. I, I came yeah. up with nothing. Um, I, yeah, maybe I even more. Can't, but yeah, I certainly can't think. Yeah. So, but anyway, that um that went away. That image went away. It probably hung out for maybe five or six seconds, maybe 10. I don't know. Uh, Those went away and I got the UFO again. Okay. Whatever. Um, UFO popped up and I saw two or three. And I'm not exactly sure the the count here because I was honestly, I was so flabbergasted at seeing the UFO again. And I was Mm. still confused from like, why are you showing me calipers that it was like two or three orb-like pulses of energy came out of the UFOs, like the bottom of the UFO, okay. and kind of went off frame at the bottom left-hand corner of the mirror. Now, I didn't hear any sound, I didn't hear any pops, and I didn't see anything that looked like an explosion. So I don't know if this was, you know, like, I don't know if the UFO was shooting something <laughs> or if this was something else going on. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Like, whatever, I'm, I'm watching UFOs or shooting at trees. It's fine, but wow. that, that hung out long enough for me to go, mm-hmm. and then it, it, it faded away. And uh, I saw more trees, and this time I was looking up, and these trees were definitely just the silhouettes. So I've taken photos um, of trees with a textured sky behind them and a camera, and I, I black and whited them, and I did. I've done um, contrast tricks and whatnot. This was like that. They were, I was looking up through some trees uh, and there was a sky uh, past them, like a gray sky past them. So I was just seeing the black or, or, or mostly black um, 
uh, silhouette of the trees. So again, pretty clear, but definitely in those shades of, of black and gray that I'm, I'm used to seeing. That was still very, again, very clear. Image shifted again, and I saw a close-up of a tree trunk, and it had one branch that was maybe about, you know, diameter of like my forearm, and it was angled up at about, about a 40-degree angle, not quite a 45-degree angle, but it was angled like this. Whatever, that went away, and then I saw more trees, <laughs> more silhouetted trees, uh, at a different angle, the images at that point started really changing very quickly. And I, I began to wonder if it almost felt like I was racing to try to make sense of stuff. So I started kind of wondering at this point if it was just my brain making shit up. This is the point in, in which I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not I'm not uh, seeing something. Maybe I'm thinking I'm seeing something. I saw what looked like a three to four fo uh, foot high standing stone. That was maybe about a foot in diameter or possibly less. Kind of curved like this. Mm -hmm. You know, make of that shape what you want. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe it had some carvings on it. Or it could have been just natural stuff. I, I honestly couldn't tell you if it had carvings. If they had carvings and it had a secret message for me, I missed it. It was definitely rounded over, kind of missile shaped. I mean, we know what we know what shape this is. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just you it's just UFOs and yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. More images, another tree and some more bushes, very vague. And then just stuff started going so quickly. I had no idea. This is about the time I realized I had become so relaxed and chill mm -hmm. that I just I felt like I wanted to go to sleep. And I want to point out something you didn't bring up, but I want to bring up and, and sort of pigeonhole you on is you mentioned that, like the second or third time you did this. Definitely by the second time, I'd say. You said you found it very relaxing. I think you mean you used the word soothing, but you said, like that you could have done, you could have sat there for a much longer time. Yep. Yeah. I I don't know if it's just um, just the practice of doing this and just kind of having your focus on one thing and it kind of drowns everything out. Maybe it gets you into this uh, meditative state. And yeah, I felt like. Uh, once I was there, I, I could have been there for a very long time. I believe the th third attempt, the, the one where I I, um, I wanted to see happen, God, I don't remember. I Was that the one where I was like, I'm tired? Like I felt, uh, or my girlfriend got home. And um, yeah, so I usually have to get a second win by then. So maybe I didn't say that, whatever, but um, God, one of these... Yeah, one of these ex experiments, I felt I felt tired or whatever. But yeah, it's it, it's relaxing. It's almost like a meditative state. And yeah. I've... Yeah, um, I had the same way. I almost fell asleep. Like legit, right there. I almost I almost fell asleep. Um, I had to kind of force myself to like wake and yeah. and be a little bit more attentive. Uh, so it felt. I mean, to a certain extent, it felt like I had to pull myself away from it a little bit, or else I was gonna. Um, I was just going to fall asleep. Uh, the last thing I saw right before my alarm went off is I saw, and again, I want to be very clear with a lot of these images, and this is one especially, the word saw, that's really up for, really up for debate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because again, it was, it was, it was definitely at this point, it was impressions. It was all dark grayscale stuff. Yeah. So 
Um, there are definitely points in this that I could believe we're just talking pareidolia. We're just mm-hmm. talking this stuff. Like, you know, but I saw what looked like it might have been a pair of hands kind of folded, like resting on something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't even know if that was, if that was there. But that's, that seems like what I saw. But yeah, my alarm went off. I silenced it. And then I thank the spirit guides. Again, there's going to be a procedure on the blog post if you want to see what we did, and especially if you want to try it at home. Uh, but I, I thank my spirit guides. I gave what's called in the tradition a license to depart, where I basically said anything that's been drawn to this space, thanks for chilling. Now it's time for you to leave. <laughs> and sort of just, just close the mirror and... Um, waited until I felt like I was myself and that the room was, was what it should be like. And I put the mirror away yeah. and I just typed up this, this record. I so would, that was, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I didn't mention it in my accounts. I did mention the spirit guides, whatever, but yeah. Um, it, it, for me, it's, it's just good to just say, okay, I, I, I say, you know, I, I, I tell the spirits to depart. Um, we go on friendly terms, and and we have no beef, basically. And uh, they go, yeah, they depart to your own places. Uh, so you know, if you have spirit guides, they stay with you. If if somebody, if there's other spirits there, um, they go to wherever they came from. And um, yeah, it's for me, it's it's just a way of turning that mirror back into an object. Like you just say, doors closed, done, and yeah, it, yeah, it 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 gets me in a mindset where this thing is now an object again. It's not a doorway, and then I usually cover it and then put it off to the side. So yeah, yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Um. However, the I gotta tell you right now, the UFO amused me. Um. I don't know. What do you get in Maybe the creation it, story from the cryptids or something? They're like, it's yeah. exactly it's Prometheus like, yeah. all over again, you know. It's like, it's, yeah, we cre- no, heaven, <laughs> there is no heaven. We created you. Yeah, we used science. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the UFO thing amused me. I'm, I'm easily amused again. I do want to point out we we joke around. That's kind of you know I, I think we mentioned or I, I thrown out the idea that we're we're two thirds um, serious business, one third comedy. That's, I mean, just, but I, I do want to say what we do, we take seriously. We, we treat this stuff with respect. Sean and I both, we did the license to depart, you know, in case there's anything to this, we thanked the, the presence that comes through. We do take what we do seriously, but I at least don't take myself seriously when it comes to this stuff. Oh, okay. And yeah. And um, so I I got a really big kick out of the Mulder poster sure. <laughs> in, the, right, in, the, yeah. in the black mirror. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because where from wherever that came from, I thought it was great. Uh, but what really what really got me was those dial calipers. And as, I know that sounds crazy. Describe dial calipers and that impressed you? Yeah, it did. Because I have no no idea where it came from, and right. it was so vivid. It was the clearest image I had seen in the mirror to that point, by far. I'm like, it's not even close. So the very next day, I said, I got to do this again. And I followed the exact same procedure again. This time was a little bit after noon. Um, so it was probably a little brighter in the, house, in, the, in the room. I turned off everything. I gave myself 15 minutes to the whole process. And it was, 
it was a lot of nothing to begin with. Um, I went a, a good long time without seeing much of anything. I got the gray fog almost immediately. So that was, again, that's a, that's a constant. Um, but then I got nothing. I didn't even get indistinct images. I just got the gray. There was not a single image that I couldn't easily dismiss as like, I got like my, my eye was watering or I got like a floaty in my eye or, or I, I blinked and I got an after image. Like, completely completely dismissible stuff there, there seemed like there were a couple of indistinct shapes and forms uh, that came came out maybe about the four or five minute mark yeah but i couldn't make a single thing out i couldn't even tell you if it was square like or circle like or whatever and it was all you know blink of an eye they were gone so nothing i don't want to say anything useful i want to say literally nothing recognizable or even interestingly unrecognizable mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what I did see something at one point that looked like a spark of white light hovering on the mirror. And I thought that was cool. Except when I tried looking directly at it, it started moving off to the side like you're chasing a floater in your eye. Okay. So I think that's what it probably was. I think it was just a floater. Yeah, I was just looking at it. And pretty close to like 10 minutes in, we, we were definitely in the back third of this session. I closed my eyes. And uh, because I was starting to get relaxed and sleepy again, I was starting to get like really, you know, okay. I, I, I now I just want to take a nap. Um, and it wasn't like I want to take a nap in a bad way. It was it was a pleasant sort of feeling to stay, uh, you know. I'm just I'm, I'm all chill. But I closed my eyes, I don't know, five or six seconds, and then I opened them up, and I saw a figure. They were upside down in the mirror from the waist up. So their waist was was at the top edge of the mirror. Their head was pointing down. And they were very slightly toward the right-hand side of the mirror as opposed to, like, straight up and down in the middle. That was something else I noticed is very few things were centered in my in my vision. It always seemed like it was on more on one side or the yeah. other. Yeah. Um, you had that same thing going on, too? Yeah. Like, I... Remember I described. No, you mentioned the, the water. Water was there, and also, right. yeah, the the other images were were very similar in that regard, and that yeah. they didn't appear fully on the mirror, but they they were pieces, you know, yeah. or just a, yeah. That was something yeah. else. Yeah, I haven't heard that talked about. Um, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of research. We we read some some blog posts. We did some Google searching to see what people generally think of black mirrors. We also read in some books. And you know, sort of more serious matters. I didn't hear anybody say anything like that, and so that was something that surprised me. I wasn't really prepared for a lot of the, you know, nothing was front and center. Um, I think the UFO was the most front and center thing for me. But like the calipers, they were on one side, and this this figure was kind of from the top and a little bit over. Mm-hmm. Didn't really see a lot of features. I think I have written down they were sort of wearing like light. Like a white shirt or a or a light shirt. I didn't see any colors. It looked like it was maybe a modern T-shirt in terms of the design, but there wasn't any writing or illustration on it. So it's not like you know a cool alien or anything. It was it was it was like just blank. Okay. Um, they appeared to have short hair that was somewhat dark. Couldn't make out the facial features. I I couldn't even tell you if they had facial features. You know, it was just sort of blur and. The one thing I, I wrote here, which I'm not exactly sure why I wrote this, honestly, is that the hair was shortish, but I couldn't tell if it was hanging down, as in like my down, or if it was hanging, you know, off to the side, so like pointing my up. I don't okay. know why I thought 
Yeah, I don't know why I thought the gravity relating to the hair was important, but whatever, I'll, I'll take it, because I wrote this right after the, the experiment. Okay. I was actually startled that they were in the mirror. Like, I was startled that I saw something. Like, oh, I, remember wow. I, just, okay. I, was, I was feeling tired. I closed my eyes for a few seconds, five or six maybe, and then I opened my eyes, and it was like, what the? You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. saw it. And so it, it vanished almost immediately. I very clearly saw it. It was definitely there, um, or at least you know my brain was registering that that this image was there, but it vanished. So, was this an after effect of my eye, my eyes being closed? I don't know, I don't know why it would be. I I don't recall seeing any upside down people with short hair recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that they also they had like a choker type necklace. Like, I could see it because it was dark against their skin. Okay. And it was like a bead or knotted necklace around their, their thing. But I say choker, like, they weren't being choked. I mean, you know, right. I, people know what a choker is. But yeah, no facial features, no nothing. And, and I, I didn't feel like it was unnatural for them to have facial features. Like, they weren't faceless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I didn't, I just I couldn't see their features. That kind of went away, but it was one of the clearest, again, not quite as clear as the dial calipers, but it was on, but it was it was approaching the dial calipers. It was more clear than the UFO. Then I maybe saw like a face or two, just flickering really quickly. Really only vague, vague features or vague suggestions of features. And then I saw these three images, and I don't know if they're related to each other, but that's that was my impression. And you'll see what I mean in a second. I saw what looked like a window, uh, white wood with sort of like white cross numbers and the panes of glass. Okay. You know? So that that sort of style. And I couldn't tell you if if this was a um, like a window and a wall right away or or what. But when my it seemed like my eyes adjusted, and it seemed like the wood panels were in a door. So this is a white door with with glass panes and it's separated by, by cross panes. Then I saw a hand, and this is this is like a photograph. I saw a hand um, touching the door. And it was like first person view. Like if I was standing there and I had put reached out my hand and I had I had touched the door. Um, that was the perspective I was seeing. I could tell you it did not look like my hand. Was it? It was not coming my hand from the back of the door, or like you? No, for me it was like I oh, was okay. standing. It, it's like it's like I'm looking through my eyes and I'm seeing the door, and, and your hand, my hand is, out. and my okay. hand goes on the door. Right. All right. So, but it definitely wasn't my hand that I was seeing. Huh. It was it was thinner. Yeah. And I, I want to say it seemed younger. But how am I going to know? You know what I mean? But it, but it was definitely thinner and smaller. I want to say that it looked like a hand that I would associate with someone feminine. Okay. But I I honestly couldn't tell you. I know that it was a, like a bare forearm in the hand, and it was smaller, and it was thinner than mine. And it seemed like it was younger. And again, I, I didn't see any movement. It was literally, I saw the door, or the windows in the door. And then that image got replaced by an image of a hand on the door. Okay. And then I saw 
the hand a hand on a door with it open, like maybe a foot. Not 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 even close to halfway, maybe not even halfway to halfway. And I saw what looked like the edge of a countertop um, and some papers and like various things on top. Like I like I pushed open a door into a house or into like a shed or something. And there was a counter there next to the door with papers or whatever. Now, and that was that was the, the sequence of images that I saw. Now, when I go over that and again, I wrote this in here. When I go through that sequence in my head, it does seem like a story is being told. It seems like mm-hmm. I see a door or someone who isn't me, but I'm looking through their eyes, sees a door, pushes it open, not with a hand on the knob, but a hand like over the glass, like over the door, pushes it open. And I see this counter and stuff next to me. I couldn't tell you what was on the counter. Again, I'm pretty sure it was like papers and bills and envelopes and stuff, but I didn't see any writing. I didn't see any logos. There was nothing that I could use as identifiable information um no text um the other objects and whatnot because i think there were other objects nothing was was identifiable you know or distinct enough to comment on that's that's what i saw i don't think there was anything else um yeah i had just i mean the timer went off i'd become tired and decided to end it um actually no i decided to end it just before the timer went off i had taken a breath and was in the process of thanking things and then the timer went off right after that And yeah, so maybe I got an inner clock, but that was my last experience before I did the show me heaven. Okay. And this is where, um, you had a much more, much more interesting. I don't know. This is just, I saw, I don't know. Cause my, yeah, my first attempt at this again, same procedure, instead of saying, show me something for my highest good. I said, show me heaven, did the intention thing. We followed the same procedure and I got nothing, nothing, zero focus, nothing for my first session. 15 minutes, the meditation went fine. I didn't think I had a lot of stuff on my mind at the time. Maybe I did. Uh, Maybe I was distracted, but I sat there and I got they the most I got was vague shadows and flickering mm-hmm. um nothing I could discern and I remember saying like that gray smoke cloud like sort of pencil lead cloud thing even that seemed to fade away and I just kept seeing the black mirror I just I just kept seeing the black the black rectangle of the mirror even that the storm clouds didn't seem to want to stick around okay and I was like what so um i gave it a few days and uh i said i'm gonna try it again you know because um you shared your experience with me and i was like damn you know i'd like to all right let's let's try this again so again i intended heaven intended heaven intended heaven and i didn't have the alarm on i just said i'll do it until i feel like i'm done Mm mm-hmm and had nothing to do, nowhere to be. I started at like 8.15 and did the same procedure. And by 8.27, I had tapped out because I saw nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, I... Right away, right away, I should say I saw nothing. Everything I'm about to say was incredibly vague. And mm-hmm. it, it could easily just, I mean, again, it, it's 
nothing close to what I'd seen before with what you talked about. I think I saw a large round fountain. Okay. With like the water in the middle, filling up in the middle. And then it sort of turned into, or I saw then in rapid succession, I saw like a wicker basket with a handle. Mm-hmm. Round wicker basket with a handle. And then I maybe saw a face kind of vaguely like um, like masks I've seen that you see in certain groups. You watch certain documentaries about you know groups in Africa or in South America or even in the in North America and whatnot. You see various masks uh, sometimes, and I I couldn't point like I don't think it was there's any particular culture associated with it or whatnot, but it was just you know a mask with maybe two slits for the eyes and what might have been like dried leaves or like um, I don't know, maybe corn husks coming off of it. I, I have no idea. I could be making up the corn husks, but um, yeah, it, and it was, it was over in like two seconds. It was pretty much nothing. What happened at the very end of it though, is again, I closed my eyes and I set my intention again. Like I said, show me heaven, show me heaven, show me heaven. And Gave it like a count, like a five count, and then I opened my eyes. And what I saw was a hand, and it was a left hand because of where the thumb was. So I don't know if this thing's reversing images or whatnot, but it was pressed right up against the other side of the mirror. So it was like a hand inside the mirror pressed against it. Huh. And it was it was pretty clear. Yeah. Okay. Then it did this. It sort of folded back, or fell back. And just kind of came straight away and faded away. And the thing it reminded me of is those scenes in movies I mentioned. Is it's these scenes in movies where somebody is disappearing into the dark and the water because they're drowning and you see them sort of fade that way. That's kind of how they faded out. I will say that was centered. The, the hand was centered. And when it pulled back, it pulled back straight to the center, you know, straight along the center of the mirror. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the only thing. I mean, again, maybe the UFO poster was kind of centered, but um, most everything else wasn't. This certainly was. So a very, very clear handprint, and then it sort of did that. Um, that was spooky. Again, not as clear as like the the hand, the door, the counter, the um, definitely not as clear as the calipers. Uh, but you know, it was more than just vague shapes and images. It, it definitely. Sp- felt like more than that that's Um, that's what i got i feel yeah whether this this comes from a supernatural source or psychological one uh it's it's worth doing um i'm gonna do it more and i feel like the more people practice this um they're gonna get better they're gonna get more acclimated to the mirror they're gonna be able to get into that state where they're they're seeing images much easier and so i'm i'm looking forward to to doing that so that was that was one of the big questions was uh this is something you think this is something you're going to take with you and do more work sure yeah um i figure if if i get used to the mirror and how to maybe how to approach it then uh at least i'll I'll be able to get some very interesting insights um either about myself or uh, perhaps maybe we're tapping into something that we, you know, don't understand right now. And uh, I think that's interesting too. So, um, You know, we, 
so for the listeners at home, we, 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 we compared some notes beforehand, but we didn't really talk about this part of it. And I'm really glad we didn't because I might be able to surprise you with saying, I don't think I'm doing this anymore. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I don't, I mean, again, I, I wasn't, first of all, there was some spookiness. Don't get me wrong. You're in a dark room. You're looking at a, you're looking at a black mirror. I'm seeing a hand disappearing, you know, I'm seeing maybe breaking an enter. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what any of these images mean. Um, the UFO just funny. The calipers were just whatever. Maybe, I, maybe it's my spirit guides telling me I gotta, I gotta do some more machining in my life or something. I don't know. <laughs> Take measure of my situation. Yeah. But, uh, I just got, it was so hit or miss for me in okay. terms of the images and the hits. It was, it just felt frustrating. You know, it's like, when I'd get that, the fact that I would get these clear images and it didn't seem like it had any context, it kept frustrating me. You know, maybe keep keep doing it and then all yeah. those images and all that. Maybe it's the pieces start to fall into place eventually. And it's like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they might. You're playing, um, like playing the long game here. I don't know. So That's it. It's one of those things. It's very. It seems very clear. And you, you read about this. Anyone who does scrying seriously. Here's a tip. Not all of them are on the Internet. OK, uh, yeah. one thing we noticed is you do a Google search for how to scry. You're, you're going to you're going to get some wisdom. Uh, you're you're going to get some takes and some opinions. And I'm not I'm not judging anybody on on how they go about the stuff. I mean, you do you do you. Um, the fact you're even scrying uh, my hat's off to you. But. There are there are a lot of takes on things, but one thing almost everyone, regardless of the hotness of their takes, says is you get better the more you do it, that it becomes easier the more you do it and the images become clearer the more you do it. And, yeah, I've I've ignored scrying uh, for most of my life. Um, It's just one of those things I did very little of um, throughout my uh, my magical practice and studies. And because it never it never really grabbed me. So it's it's still not really grabbing me. I've had more success now than I've had over previous experiences. And I'm happy I had the experience I had. But I maybe because I avoided it so long, I have other divination tools at my disposal where I get clearer answers. And I mean, again, maybe this is a weakness on my part where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to stay with what I know and screw the new stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe that's where it's coming from. But uh, especially that last session, maybe that hand was waving goodbye. Okay. Because, because I, I mean, I don't know. That It sounds, I mean, it, it wasn't, but it, it sounds like a good enough story where halfway through that session, I was just like, I don't know. I may try another session or two. Um, it sounds like you're pretty sure that this is going to be an ongoing thing for you. And sure. awesome if it is. Um, for me, no, we're, we're, we're talking like maybe maybe two more sessions. Unless things really turn around. Sure. We're talking maybe, maybe two more sessions. So it sounds like you think your overall experience with this is a positive one. And I, I, say, I, I had some positive experiences with it too. Deep relaxation in a couple of these things. It was pretty awesome. Definitely some fun moments for me. Definitely some things that made me think. But what do you think is actually happening when you're staring at a mirror, uh, at the black mirror? 
what yeah i mean again you don't have to have the the ultimate answer to everything here but just have you have you used it enough to form an opinion or have a point of view on that um no i i think i need to keep keep going with it and uh see where it takes me um i so the answer for me is up in the air i mean am i am i seeing subconscious things am i seeing um because you know they seem to come out of nowhere i don't have any hooks and uh i like the things i saw in the last one i i certainly didn't have like uh advanced thoughts about them before or anything um and I don't know where they came from, so I I would like to keep going with it. I I'm still uh, on the fence as to to what they are, but um, if you have chosen a side, I think uh, doing this is something you you can get something out of it for sure. Uh, it's like I say, doing magic um, is is kind of empowering. So. Um, yeah, yeah, anybody who wants to try this at home, yeah, I, w- I would give it a shot. Take, if you, if you feel a bit uh, weird about it and stuff, just take uh, whatever precautions you have to do to, to keep your, your mindset in a, a good place. And, uh, but I would I would give it a go. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, too, in terms of what's really happening. Uh because some of the experiences I, I had definitely seemed to be very much in line with what I've read on Pareidolia. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, given the uh, the fact that it seems that like we have so little stimulus to work with, uh, I'm aware that we, we tend to see more than, than is actually there. So maybe there's things that we're just picking up. So, But some of the things were definitely so vague and they changed so quickly that... I could I could buy that if someone if someone told me the explanation for all of those vague hazy stuff is just my brain making up patterns and details where there's nothing I could totally buy that things that I can't buy is again the calipers are a big one and I'm so glad as as ridiculous as the calipers sounds because <laughs> mm-hmm. if that was a meaningful message I did not get it you know the, the memo did not come through yeah um, but that was so clear and so unexpected that I have a serious, serious question mark, we'll just mm-hmm. say, over the idea that my brain just played some kind of advanced version of Connect the Dots to get that image to show up. I also have a question mark over, oh, I was just prevent- projecting my unconscious desires and thoughts into the mirror. And I got to tell you, I, I don't sit around fantasizing about measurements. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that, that's not, that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I have, I have no idea how, yeah. how that, that showed up in the mirror and to the vividness of it, where that was like one step removed from a photograph. Lots of hazy stuff, lots of hazy flickery Indistinct stuff. I'll, I'll completely grant you that. At least two thirds, if not three fourths, of what I saw in these mirrors could easily be be just ah, you know. Um, but that no. Um, okay. And then the door and the hand again, like mm, you know, it seemed it seemed too clear, and there was there was nothing that I recognized from real life. So whatever, but. Yeah, um, to echo what Sean said, 
try this at home, kids. I mean, well, not kids. Try this at home, adult listeners who are capable of making their own decisions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless of what's going on, wherever you, you, you happen to, wherever, wherever you land on the spectrum in terms of what's happening when you're staring into one of these things, is the spirits, is it our brain filling gaps? Uh, if, if you're listening to the episode, I really strongly think you should try this. Um, Sean, I think you just said the same thing that you think people should yep. try this at home. Sure. They are super easy to find online. Black mirrors are super easy to find online. Uh, you can find the painted glass ones. You can find um, artificial obsidian, which they're basically just gl- glass that they put a black pigment into. Uh, yeah, you can find obsidian mirrors. Just make sure you're getting one that's big enough because they sell some that are like, <laughs> you know, not much bigger than that, like like very small and you don't want something like that. You want something that's at least, you know, I want to say like maybe five inches-ish, maybe six. We're using eight by ten picture frames, and those seemed perfect to me. Yeah. I honestly don't know if I'd want something any smaller than that. I, I maybe could go down to like a six, six inches. I'd probably have to put it a little bit closer to me, though, and I don't know how I would do that. I wouldn't want to go with anything smaller. But if you don't want to buy one, you can always make one. And again, we got that post on the blog that we'll have a link to that will tell you exactly how to do it. We've got some good photos. At least I think they're good. I, mean, I took them. Uh, and oh, I see. They're fine. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I think we got, I want to say it was all like, I think all in was like 15 bucks to make mm-hmm. two mirrors. And we still have plenty of paint left over. I actually got the paint can sitting over there. So um, plenty of paint left over. Uh, to make more of them if we wanted to, but otherwise they're they're so cheap to make. And again, you can try it with an elaborate ritual. You can go more elaborate than what he did, or you could just do what we did the first time and sit there and just hold it in your hand and stare at it. Uh, whatever you have time for, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, you can do 10 minutes. You can do an hour. Some people take these things into a closet that they've that they've prepared specially, and they burn incense, and they have a candle in there, and they sit there with a little chair and a notebook, and they stare at these things. So you'll take it very, very seriously. Do what feels right to you. I think it's a really fun and really interesting experiment and experience, and even if it's just all in your head, I'm betting it's still going to be more fun than whatever else you got planned to do tonight. <laughs> Uh, so that's the podcast yeah what do you think we survived we got through it yeah no Um, i it was good um you know i liked telling people our experiences with this stuff yeah yeah. so um we're surviving a heat wave and um we turned off the ac just for you uh Mm -hmm. listeners um if you want to know more about the stuff we rambled about here, check out the show notes. Uh, and in particular, you're going to find a link there to the blog post for this episode on our site. We have a website, and we'll get to that in a second. But the blog post on the site that we're linking to, it's going to have links to all kinds of articles and additional sources of information that we've covered. So links to Peridolia and links to uh, Dr. Caputo's uh, studies, these types of things. So if you're interested in this, this is a great place to start, great place to deep dive and form your own conclusions. Our website is adairandclough.com, spelled 
A-D-A-I-R-A-N-D-C-L-O-U-G-H dot com. Shouldn't have to spell com for you. Uh, we got articles. We have a weekly horoscope uh, that I write. It's available every Monday morning. Uh, we also have a uh, column starting up, a weekly Ask Sean column on Friday. What is that about? Well, he's like Dear Abby with a tarot deck and a surly attitude. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing with uh, Ask Sean? I don't even know that's going to be the name. Is that going to be the name for it? Sure, that would be be fine. Uh, It could be whatever. It's basically um, uh, people give me their questions and how they want to be. Well, yeah, give me your questions. Um, If for some reason we get a whole bunch of them or whatever, um, either we can get to them in time or I'll take maybe two or three and then... um, I will do the article up with the results I got from the uh, the tarot deck. So, and, so it's uh, kind of like yeah. I hope I hope um, once once it's up and you read it or whatever, um, you know it's it will give you some helpful answers. That would that would be ideal. Um, uh, I know we'll we'll probably be doing more on uh, tarot separately or whatever um, on the site later on. Because um, I think that's a an interesting topic to uh, to discuss as well. And, um, but yeah, that's that's how I hope it it rolls out. Um, so um, yeah, if 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 that uh, becomes available, um, yeah, please uh, feel free to contact me with your questions, and I will reveal to you what the tarot told me. Yeah, we'll have a we'll go ahead and set up a, a form if it's not already set up already. Um, some kind of a prominent link that says "Ask Sean," and just yeah, tell them tell them the situation, ask your question or two, and send it off to them, and um, we'll we'll get back to you. We'll also have a uh, link to a form where you can submit a question or a story to the podcast. Uh, questions for us in terms of how we're doing stuff or how we came into this or whatever. Kind of ask me anything. You know, just don't be a jerk. Uh, we might do a Q&A episode at some point. We're still working things out. We might do a little bit of a Q&A or story time in each episode. Uh, story time, if you've got a weird story or you've got some history or some some experience that happened in your life, maybe about Black Mirrors and maybe about something else we talked about, you want us to uh, read it, maybe we'll read it on the, uh, the show. Go ahead and send that to us. In all these communications, though, we do ask. We're going to have a field or some other indication where you can tell us what name you want us to call you. So, you know, if you want to be frustrated in Indiana or you want to be, you know, you know, Spencer from Oklahoma, whatever, you know, put in a name there. If you don't give us a, a name or uh, a nickname or you don't give us an appropriate one that we can we can say on the PG-13 <laughs> podcast we're going for, we'll just call you anonymous. We don't want to be revealing anyone's real names on the show because uh, of privacy reasons and whatnot. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, the site, or our work, uh, we'd love it if you could just tell other people about it. Uh, share it around the socials. Endlessly badger your loved ones and coworkers about the show and the website until they give in and want you to read it. Uh, we'd like to have other ways for you to support us. We don't have those set up yet. We're, th- we're definitely going to have some kind of a membership system going on. 
where you can be a member of the community. And uh, the bottom line there is you'll give us some money and we'll give you additional content in return. Don't know exactly how that's going to look, though. I will say it's it's absolutely going to include behind the scenes and bonus material for every podcast. Um, we wrote up notes for the, the Black Mirror episode. Those will probably be available. Additional thoughts we have um, on that. Uh, we have other podcast episodes coming up. We're doing more experiments. We're recording them. Not going to spoil anything for you, but I think we already have something kind of cool recorded. So whenever that membership thing goes up, we will be putting up all that bonus material. And if you're a member, you'll be able to, to listen to it or watch it or read it. But really, for now, just let other people know we're here and that we're doing weird things and that you should definitely, definitely try this out. Have a blessed day and lean into the weird.